0: now you mentioned in the beginning about housing yeah so let, let, let explain your thoughts on that
1: okay so i'm here to make uh to talk about something that may give a lot of people hope it may upset and and threaten a lot of other people which is that the one of the, one of the main reasons that we have extraordinary high housing prices in this country you know we're led to believe that it's supply uh it is part of it but it's not the only thing I think the main thing is that we treat housing as as an investment asset, like stocks and bonds. And when I say housing, what I really mean is land, because the the house part of of a home generally goes down in value, depreciates. The land part goes up in value, so really we, we we've turned land into a, an investment market uh, that competes with people, families need to live. Where we have financialization of housing, huge corporations, REITs buying stuff up. We we have we've seen during COVID, people are, are so wanting to get on the train to 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 make money long term off holding property, which really means waiting for land values to go up, not actually working because land values go up due to the work of the community. doesn't do the work of any, anyone's hard work. Um, we see people get into like negative, n- negative cash flow situations just to afford a home because they hope that it'll be worth more in like 10, 20 years. Like I also own several properties. I, I'm, I'm, I, I see these dynamics. And there is actually a different approach to how we can change and rejig the taxation system uh, that has us pay for how much land we, we use, a land value tax, as opposed to paying for how much income we make through our jobs. And, and economists across the board are support the idea of a land value tax because it's more efficient, it's more fair, you can't evade it through in the Bahamas, and it would bring down the cost of housing. So so uh, Commonwealth.ca, which is a, a think tank that I organize, has done research that showed that across Canada, if we went to f- full on hog in on a, a fairly high land value tax, that's meant to tax three quarters of the rental value of land, not the structures we would see the, the value of the average home, the median home decrease by 42%. That means you could actually afford housing again. The value of land on average would decrease by 75%. People, most people would be ahead on a cash flow basis, would experience tax relief versus paying income taxes. We could have a system where we pay zero income tax for the first $88,000 of anyone's income, which means everyone benefits, and most people would have a lot less bureaucracy in their life. They wouldn't have to pay income tax. The vast majority of people would, 91% of Canadians would not have to pay any income tax. Instead, they'd pay tax for the land that they use. Um, so tenants would, would not have to pay any because land tax is already in the rent that they pay that the landlords would be paying it. So you might argue as a real estate agent, holy shit, that sounds crazy. I, I want to field your questions. I think this is an, an important reform uh, that we have to confront because it's just unfair that future generations have to pay to make past generations wealthy uh, for money they didn't earn. Like We don't work to increase land values. It happens because of investments in the community around us and as opposed to our income, which we work earn from our own hard work.
0: Right. Now, my question is, uh, you said you own uh, several properties, right? Yeah. Imagine half you, you have the same mortgage you have now and your properties are worth 50%.
1: Yeah, so I'm glad you went there as in part as any transition should be slow. Ideally, it's it's slow enough, like a 20-year rollout that we don't see a major shift in, in major immediate loss. But what you do see is like a freezing of, of rates such that wages can catch up and overcome them. Now, it's possible and it's probable that that wouldn't happen if you announced a, a fairly high tax shift, even over 20 years, the market would respond within a year or two because people are, are, are making investment decisions based on their future expected earnings so, so it would be the case it could be the case that that income that values would go low in that case we do need to be as part of the plan to ensure that no one has to pay for mortgages where they're under under their uh, the housing has gone under the value that part uh, should be should be addressed uh, through some sort of uh, rebates or, or or bonds or government programs. Even now, it's the only reason the market hasn't crashed yet in Canada is because the government's allowing thirty five year neg and negative amortization mortgages. Like some banks, I think it was BMO, like a third of their mortgage book is negative amortization mortgages. People are paying are actually their their debt is increasing year over year, which means the bank is their landlord. Bank should not be your landlord. It's crazy. So land value tax addresses all that because you cannot uh, mortgage out the land component. The land component is gone because you're paying um, tax for that, so the value decreases. Instead, uh, 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 mortgages are on, on most, mostly on the value of the property itself, um, which would encourage more construction. Because if you imagine downtown where you have a skyscraper, a parking lot in a in a in a home on the same. Plot of land in the same area, they all pay the same land tax. So the, the the parking lot in in the underutilized home or a low rise would be incentivized to build up because. That's what society needs in that part of town. So it, it, would, it would address nimbyism. It would create more construction. It would fix the incentives and take a lot of the corruption, frankly, out of, out of how the housing market works today. Well, here is a contradiction here. Now, yeah. not, now there's many points here. Yeah. In
0: terms of uh, incentivized construction, I disagree with that 100%. Okay. Because construction companies don't want to build now because their profits being taken away. Okay. So a lot of projects have been uh, canceled in the last uh, little bit. I think 22 projects have been canceled because of lack of profitability. So, and so there's no construction company is going to want to do it. It's too hard to get labor to work. They all want more money. Cost of, uh, of goods have gone up so much that, uh, and on top of that are government taxes. Now a prime example, if you have a million dollar house that you bought from a builder, 310,000 of that is government taxes. A lot of people don't realize that yeah it's uh do you know that a builder only makes 12 percent um as profit i mean interesting as a net profit yeah so the government makes more money out of that your out of your million dollar house than the builder does now the reason they make hundreds of millions of dollars is because they have so many lots that if you're making one hundred twenty thousand and you got 400 uh, units (laughs) that's a lot of money yeah but the point i'm getting at is that also means the government got three hundred ten thousand times those many units Mm mm-hmm Right, so it's so it's more taxed. Again, we're taxed to death in this country. Yeah. So a- everything's taxed, and then and then when you take possession, if it's an investment property, you pay HST. So that's even another tax. Yeah. It's like right, and I'm not you know going to debate taxes on here, but yeah. the point I'm getting at is that sometimes what things seem to appear and what they are are not always the same. Yeah. And and that's my point. So when you start taking away that leverage, builders are not going to want to do it. They don't want to do it at the rates that they are at now. So that'll actually cause people to leave the business. Right now, the majority of the construction people are 55 and over, and there's not enough people replacing them. So when you take away the incentives, which is that profitability.
1: Well, let's let's address that head on. It, it, it would not take away that incentive. It, it readjusts how money is made from construction, from development, as opposed to from squatting and, and holding for the long term. So it'll change the composition of who their customers are. It'll stabilize the market, because as you know, we have this ups and downs real estate cycles. Yeah, people are abandoning projects now is because we're we're on a downturn with with pricing and and people can't afford to buy it. So they're losing their market. But if we had a, a stable, smooth long term growth that would happen after you had a system like this that, that eliminates speculative incentives, like what this ultimately does is get speculators out of the market predominantly so that it's mainly families buying for their own needs as opposed to second and third property investors.
0: But going to my point, that million dollar home,
1: yeah, there's nowhere to drop. When the cost of the
0: goods are, uh, like if I said $310,000 uh, is the government, Yeah. that leaves 690000 If we said 12%, one hundred twenty, so that's uh, $570,000 is cost of goods and, and materials and, and labor to build that. Yeah. So there is nowhere to
1: drop. Well, this would actually...
0: Unless you get rid of the government side and, and t- tell me what government official is going to say, yes, I don't want my taxes.
1: Well, this would actually reduce the cost to acquire land for construction because the land would be worth less. So both homeowners who are in... in Underutilized land are incentivized the cost to sell of land. Yeah, is the smallest portion. Okay, right. So, ooh, you get
0: fifty grand off. Yippee doo No,
1: I mean, like, I mean like a lot more than that. No downtown plots. It's not. It's not as much as
0: you think when you add per house, right? Because remember, they take the big plot. Yeah. Yeah, we see that. Oh, they bought thirty million dollars for that plot. No, no, but it's divided amongst two hundred homes, and you do that. There's not much of a savings, is what I'm trying to say. It's like it's too small of a percentage compared to the bit cost of everything else. Okay. Right. And now we're. So, again, so my point is that that construction will be completely decentralized. Now, here's where I want to go with this is that now we have another problem that nobody, not a lot of people are talking about. Some people are brought it up. The biggest trend in Ontario right now mm-hmm. is investors are leaving. A okay. lot of the sales that are happening aren't families living in it. They're holding on to it because where are they going to go? And why would you sell your home that's three uh, percent interest? Yeah, and move into you know and move somewhere and pay six percent interest or seven. Nobody's doing that. A good chunk of the people selling now are the investors. They're leaving Ontario for elsewhere. Okay. So where I'm going with that is that yeah, based on that principle, a lot of the investors are gonna still are are gonna be gone, right? A lot of people. Okay, well, that's which just is market, your market objective. That's right? a market
1: cycle thing, right? Yeah, because yeah. no, that's we're Right.
0: So your objective was to get more families and get rid of the investors.
1: Well, I'm an investor myself. It changes who's investing and why, right? So. You, I wouldn't be. You would not be investing just to buy and hold. You'd be investing to make a cash flow yield, which is an honest business. Property management is a good, honest business. Buying and holding, that is what's causing bidding behavior that's driving up prices. Like investors are setting the floor on markets. So it would change who's investing and why. Uh, it's good to have a good rental business. That's good for society.
0: Yeah, but I'm saying yeah. if there's no
1: investors, that
0: won't happen. If you take away the, uh, the, um, the benefits,
1: it's gone. Well, ultimately, there's a demand for people to live, and that will drive 100%. a different kind of investors. It'll drive investors who want to provide homes for rent, as opposed to those who want to just leverage long-term uh, equity growth that they didn't earn because they didn't actually work for it. No, oh, they made the investment, yeah. right? They they risked it. They had the credits on their line. They're, yeah, but that's money from their jobs that, that they earned, of course, money from their own jobs. Uh, but then it's better for the economy if we bought stocks and bonds from actual companies and capitalized businesses than, than, than parked it in a property where you're I actually- disagree. I disagree. Okay. I don't
0: believe in stocks and bonds because what you're doing is taking your money and putting it in somebody else's command and hoping that they don't well, bankrupt if the If you're company. a capitalist,
1: then you, that is providing capital. That's
0: the basis That's of an cap- option. capitalism. That's an option, right? But real estate is also the option. I believe in real estate because of that safe, it's a safer asset overall. It, yeah. Right. But so it, it, when you take away that safe aspect, now real estate now it becomes a non option as well. Well,
1: different kind of real estate.
0: Again. Look, it, just it, from the landlord and tenant rules alone, forget any of this. Yeah. I've deinvested in Ontario. I own nothing in Ontario. All my investments are outside. Wow. I will not go back in Ontario. In fact, even as a realtor, my advice to people is if you're investing, do not invest in Ontario because it's a terrible spot to invest, especially for renters. Now, if you have a renter and you don't they don't pay you, oh sorry, landlord and tenant boards advertising now. They're no longer taking 18 months and now it takes 12 months to see them. But try not collecting your rent for 12 months and see how much mortgage being yeah, you nice. I've heard right? a lot of horror stories. Right, orders. and that's my point. So, yeah. it's it's a, it's already a horrible landscape
1: to begin with. Yeah.
0: And, and with that being said, so now you make even more incentives out. There's no incentive for anybody to stay
1: yeah maybe i'm not explaining it well it, it doesn't change the incentives to provide rental housing or to construct rental housing it, it changes the incentives to, to not squat and keep land out of its best use because it becomes too expensive to, to use have underutilized property in an area where you should have high rises or, or better, uh, more density. Uh, that's what it does. And it also takes away a big drain that is draining the economy and people's finances. So the more land values go up, the less people can afford to, to buy food, to go on vacations, to buy a new car. They're, they're spending it on, on bank mortgages. Well, it wouldn't be better if if we kept more of the income from our that we earned from our jobs but we paid less for mortgages and less for homes as a realtor you'd have more volume of homes to to, to sell if homes were cheaper to acquire so this is a system that would bring more honesty and more 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 stability to the housing market it wouldn't reduce yeah, that, the incentives it would change I, I don't the incentives. see today's
0: system as dishonest this is a capitalist market where it's opportunity and if any, everybody has the same opportunity out there there's different ways to do that There's as many people aren't willing to do what it takes to get there it's it's opportunistic right like it's like prime example like, yeah like like the it goes down to the whole market is uh is supply and demand and uh i'm going to contrast you i do believe it is an, in, an inventory problem now you open up the green belt you build four million homes on that green belt yeah watch out how much the prices drop because there's so many options
1: well we haven't seen that in vancouver because they're not doing it. There's been uh, three times the amount of housing inventory built over th- over they like can't forty build years. It, it hasn't fast changed enough. based on the demand. It's not. I,
0: again, the issue is. Yeah. Mine is also hypothetical because they can only build a hundred thousand homes a year, and if the demand is two hundred thousand, you're always behind the ball. Yeah. So, but my point I'm getting at is that if
1: it was physically possible to build the amount of homes that's needed, I don't think it would really change much. I,
0: I think it absolutely would.
1: Um, I think we could double inventory, and it wouldn't change because investors will continue the incentive for long-term holding and acquisition that will bid prices up. And not just investors; we're all investors. Families are investors. When they, if you expect you're going to make a lot more in 30, 20 years, just because you live there, you're going to bid more now. That's why people are are actually putting themselves negative underwater. Have you tried getting a loan lately? Uh, no, not not recently myself. Oh. No, actually, I am in the process of getting a loan. It's, what, what do you mean? It's been what's what, what about? What it? I'm
0: saying is the amount you could get before is nowhere near what you'll get now. So the fact that, yeah. so I disagree with you because of that. Prime example, you might've been able to borrow a million dollars two years ago. Yeah. That million dollar now, your borrowing capability will be 650. Uh-huh. So just by that alone, you won't be able to buy that same million dollar home. So just by force, there's not enough people out there that will be able to afford all those homes. If you double it, now there's so much competition people are, you know, that, that there's so much open things. Yeah, maybe Prices temp- will go down by well,
1: default. Well, temporarily until eventually, again, the investment incentive in holding property and land just catch up really quick. We, we've seen research in Manhattan where like a skyscraper gets built in an area and two years later, uh, rents have only gone down 1% it, within a kilometer or two radius. That's just that's that's not enough. Like even there's no you know, way. You know
0: that Manhattan, the, the prices have been going down. There's a mass mass exodus going on in Manhattan. The price is going down? Yeah. i yourself to look into that. From, uh, from COVID, when COVID hit till okay. now, it's been going down. Now it's stabilizing now compared to before. Yeah. But there was a mass exodus when COVID hit. Yeah. And the prices were going down because people didn't want to be in New York anymore. Yeah. Right? So uh, again, it's more stable now than it was in 2020. Yeah. But the point is, that's what happened. So it's contradicting to this, right? So it's... All supply and demand. That's what it really comes down to. Again, I'm not. I'm not saying that I agree with homes should be at one and a half million dollars. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that. But about I, I, my point, I'm getting at is the whole capitalistic thing of that opportunity is what's yeah. making it. Now, I mean, you can't bring in BlackRock as an example that has seven trillion dollars in inventory, right? Like, I mean. That uh, doing what you're saying isn't going to change that BlackRock $7
1: trillion holding. Well, right, it, like, it, it's, it, it would give them, it might give them less incentive just to buy pre-existing homes and hold them. It doesn't help the economy much I, when I BlackRock buys pre-existing homes. Here, here's what happens. It helps when they construct new homes. I'm BlackRock.
0: I got $7 trillion. Yeah. I'll still buy the land and set a $2,000 rent. Your rent is now $3,000. Find another place. Well, if the market can
1: sustain 3000 but it may not be. But someone like BlackRock can hold it empty.
0: Okay, you, yeah. you understand and what I'm it, getting. So it, my point so is the whole argument here you can't take that into the equation because when you for all intents and purposes they're almost bigger than the United States. But let's States. explain why.
1: <laughs> why can they afford? Why are people actually not renting out properties that they hold because of they expect a profit from appreciation? So if we switch to, but a, they're making profits even on rents. No, but saying people keep keeping it empty. You just said BlackRock could leave no, I'm it I'm saying empty. They, could. they could, they don't, yeah. but they could. What I'm saying is going on your premise of what you're saying, they can raise the rent to compensate for whatever
0: cost that is.
1: They can. Economists are unanimous that you can't pass land value tax on to tenants because you, you can't create or destroy land. It, there's only a fixed amount. So it's a tax on something that cannot change. You can't change supply as opposed to income taxes or property taxes can affect the supply of, 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 of jobs and construction. LVT is the opposite, it encourages more construction because you want to maximize your use of land you don't want to have underutilized land because it costs you money so so it's the opposite of that and and it takes the black rocks out of the equation or at least makes them only make money from construction which is a net good for society and not from just holding and waiting for prices to go up
0: yeah so basically your premise is remove the capitalism from society
1: no quite the opposite i I don't mind apologize if um uh if i'm asking you something that maybe is a little um no i'm just saying my perf- perspective is this
0: is this is uh basically ways to remove capitalism no absolutely not so capitalism ha- is all about supplying and demand and availability and opportunity have you heard
1: of adam smith adam smith no so he was um he wrote the book the wealth of nations which is like the bible for capitalism like all all capitalists say this is the most important book It was in 1700s most people haven't heard about it so he made the argument there too that that the best tax is taxing for how much land you use, not taxing workers, not taxing. Uh, land transfer taxes are ridiculous. We shouldn't have a land transfer tax. That reduces mobility, uh, people moving from home to home. He saw the problem of his time in the 18th, 17th and 18th century is feudal lords holding all the land and taking advantage of workers, of, pez- of the peasants. He thought it's better, we shouldn't tax the peasants, we should tax the landlords because they don't add any value to society from just holding. They add value by providing homes, Property management is a very valuable uh, thing but to offer. Property management
0: is a job. You can get there's not a job that's not going to be our AI. Somebody can go and work for, work as
1: a property yeah, manager. Yeah. Well, okay, but you're yeah. still going to need jobs in property management. Yeah. So my point is, if it, what is capitalism? It, it's the accumulation of capital by providing incentives to create more more things and more innovation. That's what makes capitalism work. But land isn't capital. Like land by definition is not capital. You can't create it or destroy it. It, There's only so much amount. So so Adam Smith and all these economists believe you should tax land because that won't hurt the economy. It won't hurt the incentives. But it's already taxed. That create capital. Uh, Not nearly at at its value. So we, we have a system that encourages prices to go up. Uh, It actually penalizes construction because you pay more property tax. A skyscraper next to a a parking lot pays more tax than the parking lot. But the parking lot is actually taking away from society. There should be a a skyscraper there with a parking lot on the first few floors. That would be better for society. So if you're pro-capitalist, you must be pro any program that would increase the amount of capital circulating and and punish things that restrict capital from circulating. And that's what land tax does. It, It actually takes money off of workers' backs, taxes off their backs and puts it on, on and just holding land inefficiently, which, which restricts capitalism. It holds, it steals people's wages and checks that goes to banks, which could have been going to, to things that they need into businesses instead.
0: Yeah. I already think we're overtaxed as I said. Yeah. Right? In take, general. I, sure. I mean, yeah. look, let's forget Toronto because Toronto is what I call an anomaly. Toronto has, they haven't raised taxes in Toronto like they haven't, yeah. have, should have been yeah. in something like 25 years. Yeah. Right. Like um, my parents' house is paying almost the same house back in the day was paying almost the same tax today that they were 20 years ago. Almost. I mean, you know, I mean, it goes up to standard, whatever, 50 bucks or whatever the heck the crap is. Right. Yeah. I mean, you take that seven, that same home and you put it in Oakville and that Oakville home, like prime example, take a $1 million home in Oakville or $1.1 million home in Oakville, that pays $12,000 a year in tax. Mm-hmm. That same $1.1 million in Etobicoke pays $6,000, Okay, right? So what I'm going with, is like the whole tax principle yeah. is already, uh, Toronto's the anomaly, so it I kind of would work in Toronto, but if you go outside the city, they're already paying, you know, a, a, an average person working who bought that home, just say they bought it at 500,000, mm-hmm. they're not, now is valued at 1.1, they're paying $12,000 a tax mm-hmm. a year. That person making 50 grand a year, it now, it now has to live off of thirty-eight thousand, and that's uh, not including the taxes they pay on their income. Mm-hmm. So, my point I'm getting at is so taxes going up on that land value. Yeah, all it does is take away from the same from the same income, same pot. That- well,
1: this is why no one's arguing for it's a tax grab. They're arguing for a tax shift, so that person would would not pay an income tax at all. And instead that'd be shifted to paying for land and they'd probably pay less than their overall and they're paying now in income tax. So so it's a way that we can actually provide tax relief to 91% of Canadians while bringing down the cost of housing and fixing the incentives that are restricting more supply.
0: Well, on that premise, if it's just about bringing back taxes, you don't have to do any of that land tax. Just bring down the income tax. Instead of the 54% that we're paying, you can bring it down to 40%. You're paying
1: less. (laughs) Okay. Well, something's got to give then, right? Right,
0: I'm not not saying that. Right now, our system is broken. I'm not denying that. Yeah. Right? our system is broken i mean we're the only country that i know of that i'm aware of that pays 54 in tax
1: i think some european countries pay a lot more there might be some I mean, yeah
0: i'm not familiar with that i mean i'm just familiar with north america yeah. i think australia pays something ridiculous well, hey, why, do,
1: why are but people the, moving to texas you've heard about you know people moving from california to texas right you No, know, because california is very high tax right yeah, yeah but what does texas have that is different from even from here They have very high property taxes. I have friends in Austin who are paying $24,000 in property tax. So instead of high income taxes, they have no state tax, income tax. They're just paying higher property taxes. And economists have shown that higher proper t- property taxes are the least damaging to the economic growth of any of the taxes that are possible. And, be, and within property taxes, land taxes are, are less damaging than property tax because you're taxing uh, under utilization. You're not penalizing pr- productivity. Right. So 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 Texas, Singapore, people want to live in those low tax places, but instead they're paying high property taxes instead and, and they want to live there. So that that's what we're arguing for is lower cost of housing uh, shifting from from income to property tax, which which would provide you more volume as a real estate agent, uh, you know more people are buying and selling if you remove the deadweight taxes on their incomes because they can afford more homes that are cheaper.
0: Yeah, grant it, grant it. You're yeah, like I'm not for taxes, period. I, I'm I'm the guy that doesn't want to pay any. Yeah, right. Like I'll pay my fair share, but uh, again, the key word was fair share.
1: Yeah. Well, then let's argue that because you're you're entering what's the libertarian argument for, for? What is a libertarian dream for for a, a a a country a nation state right they don't believe that they think tax is theft you shouldn't just take people's money but they do agree that you should pay for what you use and how much you use of it because you have choice you can choose how much you use you can choose how much water you consume how much electricity you use and how much land you use so in in a libertarian paradise land tax would be front and center it's actually why there's a billionaire right now who's creating a a new city i think in nevada somewhere called telosa It'll be based on land tax because it's fair. You pay for what you use, not for what you make.
0: Yeah. Pay for use, again, is more of a fair system. I'm not going to argue that one. Yeah. Right? Like, I, <laughs> I I can't see, the minute you tell the government they're not getting their taxes or the same amount, I don't see that working.
1: Yeah. That's why a lot of people don't consider land tax to be a tax because you're, you're paying for what you're using. Totally. It, it's like a land use fee. Land tax is
0: so much a tax. Right. Uh, it's the uh, tourist it people uh, being in this industry. Sometimes that's the one, the difference between. Well, there, is, there is no land
1: off. tax right now. There's just property tax, right? That is
0: land tax. Well, it,
1: it it's a it's it's based on the value of the property. So again, if, if you build up, you're punished because you've added more value to society. You shouldn't be punished for adding value. You should be punished for not adding value. That's what, that's the difference between land tax and property tax. Uh, that's why um, in, in Pennsylvania, in Harrisburg, they, they added, they shifted to a land tax uh, and as an experiment, they, they saw an increase. Uh, from property tax to land tax, they reduced the property tax. They saw a thirty percent increase in, in in new new building permits because people were trying to develop their their underutilized downtown properties. Uh, they saw an increase in small businesses. Uh, they, they saw you know people were paying for what they use, not not for just having nice things. Right now, the mayor of Detroit is going on a rampage. He's 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 uh, campaigning on shifting from property to land tax because you're you're taxing blight you're taxing these these wrecks of homes people are holding on to as a lottery ticket hoping land values will go up so they can cash out so he's saying no we shouldn't have that so he's he wants to shift to land tax in 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 harrisburg pennsylvania they actually continued shifting over six times they kept shifting a bit more from property to land because they saw that it was working and i think that's what we need here too
0: interesting yeah that's very interesting <laughs> now i don't know what i think about that now i, I don't mind the land tax right that's okay. That, that, yeah. that, that, that's okay right like i mean to me land tax property tax is the same crap um how you're taxing is different but i mean yeah. the point is the property is being taxed and yeah. that's what i mean by the same crap i don't mean the same crap isn't it's taxed the same yeah. i mean it's based on the property or the land not based on your income
1: i'd rather pay no <laughs> income tax and live in a fancy condo than, than have a high income tax and live in a house You know, just like where am I better off? You know? Yeah. But we're, but people, let's be honest. People, most
0: people, not everybody, there's a lot of people out there that want nice little backyards for their kids. Sure. Right. Like most people, condos are a great starting point, but that's usually the key word, starting point. They want to end up in a house where they have a backyard, sometimes a swimming pool now, you know what I mean? Like it's that kind of lifestyle, right? Like, and I get it, right? Like, I get it. Like that's maybe not the best use of land. Yeah. But that's
1: what the people want. Well, they can have that in the suburbs. You can't have that in a city center because it it's not good for society. You need more buildings in the city center. You can't have that. right, It's not good for Toronto that much of the, of the transportation, the metro corridor, like on Bloor West, for instance, it's all houses just like uh, 100 feet down there should be all buildings there and the houses should be behind the buildings so i'm not saying don't have houses of course but we're underutilizing land we're using land inefficiently and that's one of the main reasons we have a housing crisis we're not using the existing land well the incentives are all wrong
0: interesting perspective
1: yeah interesting um <laughs> yeah, I mean, again i'm not against real estate like i this would create more more opportunity for, for people who are providing homes for construction. I just think you should make money from building, renovating and maintaining and not from just holding because th- that's actually what is draining the economy right now and, and draining working people's paychecks because housing is just too expensive. And yes, supply will be needs to be addressed, uh, but the incentives will, will continue to be wrong even if they double supply and it'll continue to increase uh, values beyond families capacity to, to live. And, and um, it's been shown that high land values increase poverty i mean you can see it everywhere anyway that's well if you can't afford to, pay to live yeah. that is a problem yeah <laughs> right like
0: uh, yeah i'm not uh, again we got people yeah. living in tents now yeah. never had that before yeah it's so crazy. I'm, not, I'm not saying that uh, affordability is not an issue
1: yeah so i would argue that you know because i know you're a capitalist a socialist approach is just create free housing and give people free housing uh non-market housing there's a lot of investment now in in, in non-profit housing uh, you know, that's, a, that's a, a social approach. A capitalist approach would be fix the market incentives so that the market generates it on its own. So a, a system where we, we pay less income tax, but pay tax for land instead again shifts who's buying and selling. It shifts why they're buying and selling. So instead of like, you know, someone on making double six figures, buying a second or third property just to, to hold, buy and hold, you, you'll have someone in, middle, in median wages buying that same property for themselves to live in. And I would argue is is a good thing for society. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> wow. Again, like I said, I'm pro-capitalist, I'm pro-opportunity.
0: Yeah. I believe that there's opportunity out there if you want it. Well, let's make opportunity um, for working people, not
1: for the banks. That's
0: ultimately what this is about. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, 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 <laughs> we have touch and go here thing with the banks thing. Now, look, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> one thing I find out there, right? Like, yeah. and it's even in the Bible, right? Like regardless of the religion you know, the borrower slave to the lender, mm-hmm. right? Which comes down to people are spending money they don't have. Yeah. Spend- I mean, I know that reality is, let's be honest, regardless of what market we're talking about, whether, whether your version or my version, if, no one's going to buy a house without using some form of credit, regardless of which version comes into play. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're borrowing money from a bank, you're a slave to the lender. The bank is the is the lender. You're the slave. That's this is slave society.
1: That's what it, what I believe, and that's the way it is. But now we need that for the opportunity. Absolutely. So do you want credit to be issued for for creating new capital for financing building and and businesses? Or do we want it cr- issued to, cr- to buy pre-existing homes because the land value is so expensive? Banks used to let, lending portfolios on banks used to be uh, more towards business than to residential and now it's the opposite it's like 80% residential mortgages mostly on pre-existing homes and far less going to actual small businesses who want to invest to to, to add extensions and and create new jobs that's a, a bit of a sick financial sector that represents the financialization of housing which is 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 no longer actually creating capital uh, the way it should so ideally all credit created by society is going to finance creating new things or at least compensating the people who created new things in the past, like the homes, right? But the the larger the share of of our of the over $2 trillion in mortgage debt in this country, that is, is actually for land, the, the, the less good capitalism works. Because financing land doesn't create more land. Financing homes creates more homes.
0: No, but it's not the job of the lender yeah. to worry about uh, what the economy does or doesn't do. The job of the lender is to provide capital, sure. and they're going to do it at the least risk. Sure. Right? So if Right now, the land is deemed least risky compared to everything else. And that's what it comes down to. Yeah. If you go to a bank and you show them a business that has almost no risk, you'll get the funding.
1: Yeah. And that's all capping at the expense of, of working people whose mortgages are through the roof right now. Like, the, So the banks are benefiting off the safe investment that doesn't actually help capitalism or create jobs. So what we're arguing is uh, we the people can, can. In, and I was going over this, we the people can issue this new system that will change the incentives for everyone for the banks to actually finance capitalism finance construction and buildings and not deadweight losses on just the value of land going up
0: now the key component here though is the banks lending money based on your bank deposit. Now what happens? They do that and now your money's at risk. You still want them to lend it?
1: Oh, you touched on one of my favorite topics on finance. That's actually not the way the finance system works. We believe it's still the 1950s where where, um, banks are actually just using depositors' credit to issue new loans actually that hasn't been true in a long time. What's actually happening, the the credit creation theory has been now proven to be true. I even know a guy who's starting an entrepreneur's bank and he says, yeah, I can create credit out of thin air. We think that the central bank is printing all this money. It is printing a lot of money but 97% of the cash flow in society is created by private banks through the mortgage system. So, the way it works is if a bank creates a loan, it adds like say, plus 1 million on its ledger uh, and then negative 1 million on its ledger at the same time. It's lended you the money, which is the negative, and it's created itself an asset, which is the positive. It nets to zero. They create this money. So money is issued when it's, when it's loaned and destroyed when it comes back. So banks have very little um, risk, actually. They're not lending um, depositors money. They're, they're, they're creating credit out of thin air. And anyone can look this up, a credit creation uh, theory. So to the point where one of the one of the main reasons Canada is more expensive than the U.S. right now in housing is because in the late '90s, I believe uh, one of the governments removed fractional reserve lending. So in the U.S., you need to keep a dollar. A bank needs to keep a dollar in, in reserve for every dollar for every nine dollars it's lent out or ten or something like that. That one to ten ratio. In Canada, there's no there's no ratio. There there is a reserve lending r- requirement that it, that is more about how much money keeping some money in to save the shareholders of the bank, but it's not a ratio on how much debt has been issued. So banks in Canada have been just creating this gasoline pouring on the housing market because if there's infinite money out there, there's infinite money for for prices to go up. Uh, housing is worth as much as a bank is willing to lend against it. And when you can create credit out of thin air with no limits to, to high-income workers who are safe, you're just going to keep creating it. So that's been that's been the fuel on the fire. So if you look at graphs that show average housing costs versus, versus median wages in Canada versus US, you see they used to be the same. And then Canada went crazy, and U.S. stayed the same. U.S. did not change its fractional reserve lending. Now, housing is not cheap in the U.S. either, so an land tax system would be really good there. But it's our, our approach to easy credit that's made the market in Canada crazy. It's like, it's like infinite credit means infinite pricing. We, we've seen parts of the world where prices are go up, even though population is decreasing, because there's just unlimited credit for it to go up for investors to keep bidding things higher or rather the investment incentive. I'm not against investors, I may sound like that. It's just the incentive to profit from holding long-term that will make people just keep bidding it up because it's safer than stocks and bonds. Boom, there, safer than stocks and bonds. Yeah, That's exactly why we do it. That's right, but this is making things more expensive for future generations, and I would argue we can still make a lot of money in real estate by buying to rent through a yield. Like when I bought my first investment property, I was so risk-averse. I'm like, oh man, I'm scared of market fluctuations. You know what? And I I did a lot of research and I realized that the rents at this property were consistent even through the 80s and 90s uh, crashes. The the rents never actually went down. The prices were going up. You're like, I'm going to buy this and I'm going to think, I don't care what this buys and sells for. I'm just buying because there's rental yield and I'm offering people a place to stay. That will be the mindset going forward if we have a transition to LVT people will be buying for for yields. So you won't be able to create fabulous wealth by just waiting for things to go up by debt leveraging. You'll create good business income by providing homes to people and, and have extra cash flow for yourself. And maybe you can get yourself to hundreds of thousands of dollars a year or millions of dollars of, of, of rental yield, which again, I argue is, is good for society, but, but you're not going to make money off appreciation of land. And, and that's the trade-off we'd make for not paying income taxes and for having housing costs uh, be affordable again.
0: Yeah, and, I, and I, I lost all desire to invest in housing on that.
1: Well, then someone else will. You know, it's, I get it that you, you would because yeah. the easy money is gone. The investment side is gone. No more easy gone. money. The investment side's gone, right?
0: Uh, cash flow, and I'm seeing this from experience, cash flow on a house is uh, a lot of times we hear, oh, I'm going to buy a bunch of rental units. Yeah. Well, when you calculate the fact, and let's go with the standard numbers of 20% down and, you know, like forget the ones that put 60% down, let's go by 20%, the, the average numbers, yeah. right? When uh, they're cash flowing, they're usually cash flowing between uh, 80 to $150 a month. Nothing to brag about nothing you know i mean you need a hundred units to get any real kind of money yeah well and yes
1: continue yeah but
0: my point i'm getting at is that now when you're based on rent somebody tying up that 20 percent, will say it's eight hundred thousand dollars so somebody tying up one hundred sixty thousand dollars to make eighteen hundred dollars a year kind of a waste of time yeah right that's the bottom line
1: well cap rates really should be over five percent you know there shouldn't be like one or two or negative fucking negative cap rates why I, I have friends who bought negative cap rate condos. Yeah, condo. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not arguing with you on that one. I mean,
0: again, that's knowing your numbers too. Yeah. So, but my point is the fact that there's got to be incentive. If there's no ability to generate, and, and you're, all you're making is a, that $150
1: well, rent, please so challenge, the time. challenge me on this because I could be wrong. Because I, I only own a few properties. You're you probably you know a lot more than housing than I do. But I think that the the desire for appreciation. And desire for yield are in mutual conflict. You know, we have low cap rates because prices are so high. Well, if we bring prices down, cap rates will be better. So I'm saying that the 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 investment argument for real estate will still be there, but it'll, it'll be for annual cash flow yield. It won't be to buy and hold, or even fucking buy in the negative and hold, and fucking buy and pray, which people are doing right now. Yeah, we don't want that. We want to buy for predictable yields at at least five percent or more. That makes will make housing always better than bonds. That's what we want. That's good for society.
0: Yeah. Now let's be clear. The last four years or three years, whatever it I've been really, really weird. It's not the normal, Yeah. right? This is by far we got, we went through some really odd times. Yeah. That's not the norm. The norm for housing, just so you know, is the average between five and six and a half percent. Yeah. That's the norm. Now (laughs) we've seen houses double in the last four years, five years. That's ridiculous, (laughs) (laughs) right? Like that's not the norm. I mean, going based on the norm. The appreciation system does work. It does make sense. Again, when you average the rent and you average the appreciation, it does work between
1: five to six and a half percent a year. Uh, I haven't seen you've seen a lot of properties at five, six percent. That's That's been gone for a long time. I, I'm including appreciation in that. Oh, okay. Right. I'm right. like about overall. yield versus
0: appreciation. Yeah, but whether you get it from appreciation or you get it from yield, it's the same thing. The point is, average homes goes up about five to six and a half percent a year and it doubles every 10 years on roughly. Yeah. Estimate. Again, like I said, the last three, four years has been very abnormal. Mm-hmm. Nothing about the economy, whether it's business, whether it's real estate, whether anything, has been
1: normal for the last three, four years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So well, I'm making the point. I'm arguing that it'd be better if rental yields were five percent or more and, and appreciation yields were as close to zero as possible, because then you have you have an economy that everyone you have everyone can afford a house to live. Eventually wages will far surpass housing costs. And people will be better off. Like working people will be better off, like the way it was for our grandparents when housing was really cheap. You know, people should go on vacation. They deserve a good life. And we can't. We're always outrunning housing prices. It's never going to end. So, a system where we, we don't pay income tax, we pay tax for land, will bring us there. And 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 uh, and it will not. Get invest. It'll get certain investors out of the market who are lazy, and get people in the market who are actually care about maintaining properties and, and getting a good rental yield. I disagree with that. I just okay, disagree great. with it, right? right? Yeah. Um,
0: I again, I I don't. Uh, I still see it as a handout society, right? I mean, oh, it's, oh, this is not UBI. We're talking about land value tax, right? Same thing.
1: What? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, same yeah. thing.
0: I mean, when you take away, I, to me, you're taking out the investment portion. The only reason to hold on to property is for the appreciation. Now. Again, the rent, like land transfer, land taxes, like you said, will constantly go up because this government needs more money. You can't control that. Rents, you know, it's almost like rent control. So now you're controlling how much you can, you know. Eventually, the rents will outweigh anything. So to keep your five percent, you're keeping raising rent. Eventually, we're in the same problem as you did. as deferred when it is a problem.
1: Mm, well, people who propose LVT say we should not have any other taxes at all, just land tax only, like more like what Texas is like. So uh, I don't know if it actually would raise that much. Um, our research shows it wouldn't, but at least 91% of Canadians would pay no income tax if, if we had a, a system where we tax three quarters of the, of the rental value of land. So it's you know, I, I, you, you're know, a capitalist, you're, you value the hard work. Would you rather pay income tax or would you rather pay for how much land you use? Um, if you have more money from your income, you can invest it in other things. You can invest it in, in income, starting a business. You can invest it in buying more property. So yeah, I, I get it. Like, who doesn't want easy money, right? But that's what's, not that's easy the money, problem right? of, That's what's actually harming society. It's making things too expensive. It's too easy. We, we should make money from yields and from construction, not from holding. But I,
0: I don't agree with that because you know what? It's not easy money at all. I can give you a half a dozen investors that are losing money every month and don't know how to get out of their deal.
1: Yeah, because land prices have gotten too high. No, B- because of these, on, on the loans have gone too well, high. Well, that's a cyclical thing, right? That's because of where we're at. But, but
0: but it's the same thing, right? And that's my point. Yeah. If you charge it, if you make that on the rent, like you make your five percent, just say that five percent is two thousand dollars a month rent. Yeah. All I'm saying is every year that land transfer tax or land tax, whatever you want to call it, is going to go up because the government's going to continue to spend more money and they're going to need more money. And as they need more money, they're going to keep raising. So that $2,000 rent becomes $2,200 rent, $2,400 rent, $2,600 rent, $2,800 rent. All I'm saying is all you're doing is deferring the problem of today and bringing it in 10 years
1: from now. It's the same problem. Uh, It's not a real solution. I actually think what's happening now is deferring the problems because government's issuing these these incentives to afford first-time homes, for instance, that's helping some people, but it's actually making things more expensive. Uh, research has shown that these incentives actually bid; it gives people money to bid prices even more. So, okay, let's take let, let's. Step I out. disagree
0: because there's uh, there's cap rates on these uh, uh, caps. I mean, not cap rates, caps. Yeah. yeah. Because that government incentives a lot of them don't apply when you're uh, using it more than five hundred thousand dollars. So that's already restricting. Yeah. There, a lot of people don't know the restrictions there, and there's a lot of restrictions. And find a home that's less than five hundred thousand. Good luck with that. Yeah. So my point is, so even their incentives are not as strong as it sounds. It's not making it a affordable because they have as much caps on what you can use it for and, and their spend limit basically so it's not as clear-cut as it sounds so i i don't think they're deferring the problem I, I i still think that it always comes down to supply and demand if you have 20 things available and only five people buying it well you got 15 people not collecting watch how fast the price comes down when somebody wants to get rid of something
1: yeah well then we should support a system that will incentivize more supply and, and, and that's what again, this does down to the problem
0: yeah. we have it goes back down to what i said in the beginning it is a supply problem the problem is we can't create the, enough supply fast enough to serve it
1: okay and we have a lot of underutilized property a lot of underutilized land that's that it, we incentivize people to not develop because they can just sit on it and not do anything they can just sit on it and not improve the properties because why should they they can just wait for it to go up in value you know it, it, it's painful as a landlord to think well I could I could I could renovate the common parts of that of that home and, and improve the staircase, make it pretty. But I don't have to because it's going to get more valuable anyway. In a system where I don't val- I don't get money from appreciation, I, thing, I reno- have to invest that, in it. I have to make it better.
0: You still have to because the more your house is renovated, the prettier it looks. The memorial sells for well. It's look at all the, value. All the sh-
1: sh- shitholes downtown, and it just it just the incentives are not enough. There's yes, of course, there's some incentive, but it's not enough.
0: Most of the people that owns one downtown, they're so old, they're outdated, they're not going to renovate. You can't find enough people to do it. The construction cost to renovate costs so much, and you can't find people. You pay people down, down deposits, and they don't show up for three months, mm. and you think you lost your deposit. You're trying to look on who you can complain to, and then uh, and then finally they show up to work. Like the process, uh, like the process of construction is so so complicated and so difficult
1: mm-hmm.
0: that it's very discouraging. It is, yeah,
1: right. And so, but that has nothing to do that, with that the landlord. Has to also change. I'm not saying yeah. th- this is not a panacea. The zonings, uh, deregulation, those things can can help. That's already done. But you can do can create multiplexes and uh, from uh, single family homes now. Yeah, hopefully that has an impact. I, I hope so. We need that. I don't know why they don't allow eightplexes. Why not ten plexes? Anything along a transportation corridor should be no list. As long as you have the fire thing, you can make it a fourplex if you can have it on. A, if
0: you have the fire regulations there, uh-huh. yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah that's, too, a, that's already there. But Too little, the too issue. late. Well, with yeah. everything in this, is <laughs> too
1: little, too late. But I want to come back to the um, to the investor incentive thing. Really head on. I want to ask you ask you a question. So these people are going to lose their shirts as the market goes down, and they're in a more and more negative position. And I'm arguing that. Speculation incentive is one of the reasons why prices are so high that when interest rates go down, they're going to crash. It's terrible. So investor A or B, would you rather be an investor who deals with the risk of of ups and downs of the market with the crash for a 5% overall return return, or would you rather be an investor that has a stable 5% from yields long-term without the ups and downs where when you buy it, it's already cash flow positive, and it stays, stays that way forever. That's the the two kinds of market dynamics we can have.
0: And I'm saying there's so many fluctuations that the second option is a pipe dream and that'll eventually get crashed as well. That's just, that's just later on taking the problem to a later date, which eventually will uh, make it a losing proposition for that investor too. This is just the way government things work. They create policies that eventually counter everything. Now, I, again, the ups and downs, the problem isn't the ups and downs. Yeah. The problem is that, let's be honest, I, I go, I'm go. i going to agree with you where it says the financial system is a problem. The problem is people who really couldn't afford what they were buying was given money. If you have an $80,000 a year salary, and just so you can afford five times the amount of your income, you can afford $400,000. Well, how does a person who has that that affordability that we just talked about, how do they own three homes with a $1.2 million mortgage? That's- Yeah, because it's too much credit. That's the problem. The problem isn't the up and down. The problem isn't the capitalistic. The problem is too much money has been given away. Right, given away to to places with people who are speculating with money they don't have. The idea is that if people were buying with what they can actually afford, yeah, then the then then my premise well, works perfectly. Well, we,
1: we agree there's too much credit. However, even before uh, we relaxed, even before the gold standard was 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 put away, housing was still expensive, and people still uh, the system still would have kept things cheaper for people. Um, we still had booms and busts before the gold standard was lost and before we printed a lot of money that's just the truth i mean the book progress and poverty by henry george who's a huge lvt proponent was written in the 1870s you know so like credit wasn't being created a thin air then you had to have actual gold in your bank to lend out cash so so yes infinite credit today our non-use of fractional reserve in canada has been like fuel on on a fire but 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 the incentives to speculate and, and and bid up prices has always been there and this is way to actually make it go away. Yeah. I, I again
0: I'm capitalistic. I believe in opportunity and the opportunity you can create. Great. I believe if you really want to grow, you gotta get out there and do it. Right. I, I again I believe in abundance. I believe in options. So right? so, 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 so,
1: so that's what I mean by Profit from the yield you get from providing a home, not from just sitting on it and doing nothing. That's not capitalist. That's feudalist. That's what Adam Smith was against. But when you buy rental we're, properties, we you're providing the land opportunity to collect rent. Right. I'm right. I'm just saying. saying we should profit off the rent of the from the value of the structure, not from the part from the land, which which you never created and was there before we existed and will always be there. That's that's what the first economists were all. A hundred years of econo- economists wanted to bring down the feudal lords because they were just like by birthright, had all this land and just took money off the workers. We're still in that system today. The, the the solution they proposed is you make money from providing the property, you don't make money from holding the land. That's more fair and it's more capitalist. And, um, no, 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 no. Capitalistic is about opportunity. Well, yeah, that, that's like, what not it is. Not all leaves. opportunity is fair. I, okay, but but I'm explaining that the, the, it's ultimately about creating capital, capital formation. And, and, and you want to incentivize creating capital and not incentivize systems that actually remove capital from the system, which is what the current housing market does. It, you're, you're taking working people's money that is going to banks that otherwise could be going into spending because we're allowing the value of land to get so high. And I'd rather have a system where we don't pay income tax and land is always cheap or almost costs zero. And we make money from building homes and renting them out. That'd be more fair. Well, we still make money from building homes and renting out. Yeah, great. But well, That's the part that we should have more of and less of land value going up cuz we have a land problem. We don't have a as much a housing problem. In Vancouver, uh, you can look on their on their assessment website, a lot of houses are 90% of the value is land. 90%, right? So like fuck, why bother building if you just sit there and wait for the value to go up cuz it just keeps going up it's the wrong incentives <laughs> hey that, that's capitalism right like it's
0: opportunity you buy you, 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 the whole premise is investing and you're investing into that opportunity no
1: I, I i i totally get where you're coming from i'm actually i'm agreeing with you on 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 the on, on on the principle yeah yeah i'm disagreeing on the mechanism i'm saying that capitalist economists unanimously favor uh land value tax because it, it taxes non-productivity instead of taxing incomes or things that tax productivity. So we, we want to, to tax productivity less because that's good capitalism and, and, and tax holding shit more because that, that's bad for capitalism. And that's basically what all the 100 years of economists of capitalism wanted. They wanted to take down the feudal lords and take down the incentives that, that, that are actually like harmful to capitalism.
0: But it's no different than what's going on in the world. Like the, like what it is is that uh, trying to have a war without the bombs, it's really the same thing right now. Like, cause really what's all the war about <laughs> all the wars are all about land. Yeah, that's right. right let's yeah. be honest. What is Ukraine about Russia taking back the land?
1: Yeah. Right. Russia that's or what it's or about protecting its or land. they're willing to actually. kill
0: people for it. That's, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Right. So I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Well, I, I don't really think people that's, but that's the way history has been. It's always been that way. And, um, if the United States were uh, a threat of looting, losing their, uh, land and for that same fight, you don't think their bombs would be go flying out. Yeah. Right? Like I, again, I still see it as a handout, right? I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying like, it's still, it's almost sort of saying, I don't like the way things turned out for me. So we should find a way for me to take it. So I don't have to do, worry about it because I was, I was done wrong, right? Like, and I'm not saying that's what you're saying, but that's the perception I'm
1: getting of it. Okay. Like that's how I'm seeing it. Yeah. I'm explaining it, uh, not explaining it well. Yeah. Cause ultimately it's about rewarding those who are working and not rewarding those who are just sitting on stuff. And, uh, but the person who bought the house yeah. as an example is working like uh, i have a if i have a home
0: here and i don't i just made that clearly i got rid of my ontario stuff but just say i bought a house and it's 50 by 115 the lot and i have my house it's two thousand square feet whatever yeah well i'm working day in day out collecting a check paying my income taxes so i can pay that mortgage so i can pay that land trans
1: that land tax or property tax whatever you want to call it i'm still working yeah you you are working but but that property as an asset compared to other assets, like like stocks or starting a business, a good portion of the money you're paying Horrible. is sunk into land. You're not creating more or less of it. Like part of it, you're paying for capital. You're actually reimbursing the, the general, you know, many people down the line who've, who initially built the home, the incentive to build and sell homes is great. Uh, but part of it being sunk into the value of land that goes up and doesn't help anybody. So I'm not saying, yeah, of course you're hardworking if you get a mortgage, but, but the asset itself. Part of it is is capitalist, and part of it is that's the reward of
0: of uh, working so hard. I get a backyard. I get to enjoy my backyard rather than having other people living my backyard. And and you should. And I'm saying. And and that's that's my point. That's the whole thing. So it isn't, you know, it isn't. you know, free land is being paid for and people live
1: there and people who live there would live in the backyard too. They would enjoy it. Sure. Well, then those homes will always be cheaper uh, in the suburbs or the periphery of towns. Obviously, it's not going to change after this, after an LVT system. So you're saying it's just basically uh, capital or like, you know, basically... capture the downtown market and lock it up. I'm saying this would have a more profound impact in the downtown cores than it would elsewhere because elsewhere people may, may, may be ahead actually, you know, middle-class people. Like m- I have a friend who lives in Milton and we, we, we estimate that he'd be three or $4,000 ahead on his uh, annual ca- tax payments uh, if he paid l- less income tax and, and more land tax for his, uh, uh, for his uh, townhome that he's in. And he's got a middle-class job in marketing. So a lot of people would experience tax relief. Uh, but homes would be cheaper for their children and that's 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 the key thing is making homes cheaper for the next generations it won't get any cheaper than the fact that it just get transferred to their children Uh, right when you pass on
0: they inherit (laughs) yeah well just so so everybody knows when you inherit you pay taxes too (laughs) Uh,
1: if you have more than one kid the second kid will need to need to buy a house and that's going to cost a lot of money (laughs) anyways you know again right That, that again
0: to me it just I don't agree with it because I, I figure everybody who's invested in there yeah. has invested and worked hard for that investment. They had uh, you know what I mean, like they if the option was basically as I'm viewing it as a handout. If if that was the transfer, I think less people would want to do it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Because I know your your solution is invest in stocks and or invest in, 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 to me, in stock, construction or homes. again, if you're
1: investing in construction of homes, that's because you're buying land and holding. Well, it's just enough to, to buy and sell. You know, you're not holding long term like these guys on the four one three who who are lobbying, you know, corrupt officials to like rezone. Like that's different. You're, you're making money from the construction, not from the holding part right? But that's, uh, that's what investments is holding. It's like a stock. You hold onto a stock. That's the point of it. What well, the difference is there is that you've, you've put money in that system that is, has at some point capitalized an actual company to do something with it. That's, ca- that's what makes capitalism work. Stock markets are capitalizing executives from taking $2 million bonuses. Well, that's a different issue that could be solved in a different way. But, 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 you,
0: but my point I'm getting at this, yeah. like, but, like it's, it can't be if it works one way, but it doesn't work the other way. Well, that's
1: I'm trying to explain the difference that ca- land isn't capital. The, the structure is capital. The, 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 the company is capital. So any dollar that goes into land is actually not helping the economy. Any dollar that goes to a company or for the property is helping the economy because you're incentivizing more things, more production. That's the big difference. And that's where we've got
0: economics And that's wrong. where I disagree because you know what, if you have a house, whether I build a house, that doesn't make it any more valuable. If I, I mean, it's the one family living there. If I make it into two families, then that's helping two people. But yeah. i could do that even as holding on to the land because now i can just make it bigger and rent it out to two people it's the same two people
1: yeah well if you're but the reason that doesn't happen where it should is because there's no incentive to so this will make it too expensive to not do that especially where, you, where it's needed like around the transit corridors uh you know or parking lots you know it's, it's parking there should be no parking lots downtown there should be parking lots inside buildings with 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 units do you on know the condos place?
0: do not uh, have parking lots in their buildings these days
1: uh, yeah, well, that, that's a different trend, right? I'm moving right. towards self-driving cars. I'm talking about in general. No, but I'm just saying, Like, I'm, I'm arguing. You're saying there should be no parking lots. But if you remove the parking lots, No, I don't, I don't, I don't actually mean that. Ones. I mean, you, you, we should have parking lots that are part of more density, part of larger structures, which we have, like near the in center. You, you know, we have parking lots that are inside buildings, right? Um, but an empty lot with no structure on top is a misuse of land in a downtown core. Yeah, it could be. It could be. But um, again, it makes profit. It does provide, it provides a service. It collects profit, which pays taxes. Sure. And it's, and you've seen the story last year that uh, parking spaces are making more money than jobs. Right? Like a, a parking space makes more money than, like, than the average wage in Ontario for the person who owns the space. Well, you could have those spaces and you can have a building on top of it. Not having a building on top of it in a downtown core is withholding valuable land from its best use that society would need, which you would need a commercial or a residential property there uh, with parking spots in it. Or enough public spaces in it. You know, you go around the distillery uh, the area. They have a. Lot of, they have a, There's a public parking, uh, built garage, and on top of it, there's condos. That's really good use of land. If it was just a, a flat ground there, there'd be thousands of people less living on that ground. That's what makes it inefficient and bad for society. And and LVT makes it too expensive to have, uh, empty land with just a parking lot in a downtown core. Uh, that's why in, in in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, they saw a lot of construction happening after they introduced LVT. Because um, they're making better use of the land in the downtown. Yeah, but those
0: parking lots—the reason they're parking lots is because no builder will buy it because there's no incentive to build. Um, what do you mean there's no incentive to build? When you know, cost of construction to build and cost of acquisition, cost of uh, you know, and the fact that it takes five years to build a building between permits in Toronto. Okay. Right. A lot of a lot of the, the problems you're having that you're talking about still all boils down to red tape in the government.
1: Right. Well, that should go. That's a parallel issue, right? No, but but my
0: point is. That you can
1: solve all that problem without any of this, just by removing red tape. Well, that would certainly help. No, but if if what you're saying is true in the absolute, there's no incentive to build. There'd be no buildings happening now, but there is. So there is, but... There's still incentives. They're slowing down a lot. And
0: uh, like I said, I would not be surprised there's more of a portion of uh, buildings that do not get completed. Hmm. I would not be surprised the way things are.
1: Well, I think uh, we, have such, we have a lot of regulation in this country to prevent empty buildings from being half finished, like in China, where they're demolishing them now because the developers ran out of money <laughs> and, and, that, and that will happen more, <laughs> right? So, and, and what I'm saying is that
0: a small parking lot that we're talking about isn't big enough to be profitable enough with all the taxes and all the red tape and all the whatever well, for okay. them to do that right now. Well,
1: let me tell you a story of a, a building I saw yesterday. I was walking around downtown. I saw a small space between two buildings. That was maybe the width of this room, and and there was an office building there. There was like a a door, nice big window. It went up like about I think six stories, mm-hmm. and someone entrepreneurial had that saw that land and and built something in between. Like if you go to Tokyo, you see a lot of that too. Yeah, there's no no unused land in the downtowns. So Manhattan's like that. Um, uh, Amsterdam's like that. So. That is what a a land value tax will create more of because it'll be too expensive to hold just a space of land there. So, yeah, maybe the big guys won't do it, but someone will do it because the land will be so cheap there. It could be too expensive to hold as an empty lot. Someone's going to build something there instead of having it remain as a parking lot for, like, the next 30 years. But We we need more buildings.
0: You you also can't compare office buildings. I mean, with the exception of now. Okay. Now, now... Changes my whole dynamic here, <laughs> but until COVID office buildings actually generated more money yeah. than, uh, than apartment buildings, because the rents are not controlled, mm-hmm. you pay per square footage, not for three bedrooms or two bedrooms or, you yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Like that it's cap rates are in there, which residential don't have cap rates. Mm-hmm. So whole different dynamic there. Now people with office buildings now are going to be crying the blues. Because we, as we see, there's a lot of work from home.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think that's going away anytime soon. So there's a lot of landlords who own commercial. Now, we can solve that real estate problem we're talking about, the residential problem, simply by allowing those office buildings to be converted to residential. Mm -hmm. Not every one, but there'll be a good chunk that could do that. That's a good idea. The government has a lot of empty land that is just serving no purpose, but they don't get rid of it. They can convert that to residential. Hmm. They should. And they should. Conservatives have already said they wanted to. Yeah. So the point is there's opportunities there that's just... Opportunities that nobody's taking. Sure, yeah, need that. I I don't think it's just changing. It's like me saying you have your homes now. He goes, yeah, you can afford your home right now. But yeah, I'm going to change the structure now uh, on your home taxes, so then now you can no longer afford your house. You're going to have to change it and build something. You know, build a sixplex and you'll be able to afford it. Well, how much is that? Oh, well, it's going to be a million dollars to build. Well, I don't have a million dollars. Guess you're going to have to sell it, right? I, I, I like, I don't agree with the premise again. The money, like the hard work and all that has already come in. The fact that, and that, again, the fact that, uh, prime example, if I own a, you know, just say I own this building, right? Reality is I put in the work, I put in the hard labor to be able to get the mortgage, to yeah. afford this building, to be able to maintain it and hold it as it is. Mm-hmm. The fact that you can't buy it isn't really my problem. Sure. Right? Like it's not, and I'm not saying that, you know, like you, again, it comes back to what I said from the beginning. I don't think that people should be destitute because of that. But at the same time, I shouldn't have to lose because you don't make enough. Yeah.
1: In this argument, I'm not saying long-term, no one really loses. You know, long-term, everyone's better off uh, in a land value tax system because housing is cheaper. You're rewarded for actually working and providing homes. But if I bought this for $10 And, and, and based on your premises, this gets reduced. I've already lost. Yeah, the existing property class will lose, and that's actually one of the ma- main issues with it. So the the challenge is, can we can we find a way to agree on a system that's much better for future generations, and uh, in, in at the expense of maybe some funny money today? Because if we all lose it together, um, you know every you can buy and sell and the next home is relatively the same purchasing power for you as what you sold yours for it's not like one group losing another winning no we all agreeing so that the next generation can can be better off and that, that is a hard sell, I, I agree. I think that's a pipe dream. It's it maybe a pipe dream, but there's ways to, to approach it incrementally. Like, like towns, c- cities can transfer from property tax to land tax in a, in a revenue neutral way where people aren't paying more. Uh, and that can still have the positive benefits of increasing construction and, and, and getting rid of those uh, empty parking lots downtown. Like we've seen that in, in Pennsylvania and Detroit is trying to do that right now. They're they're pursuing that. Hey, home. to
0: be clear, I agree yeah. with you that the you know it's a great idea to build buildings and have yeah. parking underneath it.
1: Yeah. The condos downtown that
0: don't have the parking underneath, yeah. I think is ludicrous. It should have, right? But the fact is that it doesn't. And I agree with you. That should be the parking. You know, and they should build on that. But again, it's like uh, I'm going to come over to your house and dictate what you're going to do in your house. We shouldn't have that. Yeah. And that's essentially what it is. What the proposition here is: the person chooses to have that uh, that lot. He's paid for it. Paid for it many times over. Continuously pays the property taxes every year, and now we're going in there and turning around saying, "Don't like your use of that property
1: uh, of that property. You need to change that." Well, it's it's. I mean, you're just changing the rules of the game. It's not it's not really regulation. It's incentives, right? So do you think it's fair that well, that okay, guy should incentive. pay less tax? So you want to incentivize me, right? Yeah. I reject it. I will continue paying what I'm paying. <laughs> okay, but society can decide if it's fair that that guy should have a parking lot there when the not lot next over, it's the same size lot, has a skyscraper on it. That why should that skyscraper pay more tax than the parking lot? The skyscraper is a net good for society. Why? It's not, is that fair? Do you think that's fair? That's an issue for parliament. Okay. Why don't we <laughs> end there? <laughs> yeah. This has been interesting. It's <laughs> been <laughs> fun. Like, yeah, I really appreciate You know what I mean? I'll, I'll yeah. be honest. Uh, I
0: learned some stuff from this. Yeah. There's certain things, like I've never come, heard this before. Yeah. Right. So, and even in terms of the uh, way money works and all that, you said is different from the States. Yeah. I know nothing about yeah, that. Yeah, the fractional I was, I, reserve system. I, I, I didn't know that. You know what I mean? I don't know any,
1: like. That, that, that is news to me. Yeah, that's right. interesting. I mean, you can literally look, look at, at, at the cost of housing versus incomes in Canada, and, and it all started going crazy in the, late, in the early 2000s, which is shortly after they removed fractional reserve lending on Canadian banks. And, and then it just kept going and going and going. It, awesome. You know what? This has been very informative, and it's a different perspective. So,
0: I mean, thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Okay, thanks, man.
0: It was great. Awesome. If you like what you saw and you want to see some more, subscribe to the link below. Thanks for tuning in to The John Papaloni Show.